Well, I love you, Carlos. Exactly. For like, us, what yeah. In the context here. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on the first world problems. Yeah. Six, God damn, it's been like fucking six months. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen San Diego in like 45 fucking minutes. This is ridiculous. How am I supposed to eat that weird pizza? Exactly. This is stupid. It is. Oh, uh, God. I can't yeah. even talk about weird coffee, guys. That's This sucks. I've been so distracted with the chance of the vacation being canceled, I never even got on to my next book. I just went, nope, that can wait. That's very distracted. Yeah. It's not the actual reason. I'm just using it. I would hope not, because that would be weird. <laughs> That'd be fucking super weird. <laughs> Don't rush me tonight. I'm you're going to try. You're going to try. No, I'm not. You're going to try, no, and not. you're going to be like, oh, now I guess that's all we got to talk about tonight. So, listeners, fucking uh, 15 minutes in. In case you're wondering what Adam is going on about. Because I'm sure they're wondering. Um, I told him uh, before, long before he came tonight, that um, my neighbor invited uh, me over to a party. And since I have no social life. Yes. So the last thing that Adam asked me when I announced my plans was, what's this got to do with me? To, and, and he didn't even give me a chance to respond. He was just like, so wrap up and get the fuck out? And I went, yeah, basically. So he's under the impression that I am going to artificially accelerate under the impression. get-together. This isn't my the first... The fact of the matter is, it's probably going to be over by the time we're done. Listen to me. This the guy my... is 70. The... <laughs> this isn't my first rodeo with you. Right. I see how these things go. Uh-huh. When you're distracted how did or... they go? When you want it to end, it mm -hmm. ends more abruptly than some of our new endings. Right. You're just like, well, <laughs> guess I better hit the old dusty trail. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes you just get to a point when you're recording the podcast where... You've exhausted the topic you intended to talk about, and you know that if you move on to the next thing, you're going to be sitting there for another 30 minutes or more. And I only have so much editing power. You sicken me. Good. Mission accomplished. Can I share something with you? This was beyond hilarious. That's always a good start. Um, there's the company that I work for has offices all over the damn place, mm -hmm. all over Alberta. There's a couple in BC and Saskatchewan, and there's even some offices in the U.S. Sure. And uh, one of my colleagues uh, that I work with uh, from time to time, taking care of his training needs, is in Casper, Wyoming, and we've got a pretty good rapport uh, going. Um, I showed up at work this morning to find this in my inbox. Uh, this is a formal rejection notification um, of the transfer of liabilities that Canada and by association, you, enacted on the good people of Wyoming. This is primarily based on the fact that there was no formal request made to the good people of Wyoming and by association, me, and no approval from the good people of Wyoming and by association, me, to transfer a substantial amount of the smoke resulting from fires in your backyard, not ours, into our area resulting in limited visibility, difficulty breathing, 
an official rating of poor for atmosphere conditions, and a recommendation of masks for those with breathing difficulties. I recommend you all put earplugs in, turn on every vacuum that exists in the country of Canada, point them our way, and suck it. Mm. And that made me smile. Mm. And I wanted to give an appropriate response, but I just wasn't awake enough yet. I knew I would have to work on this for potentially a long time. And I wanted to give him an answer quick. Right. So I thought, hmm, this sounds like a job for Bing AI chat. Let's see just how good you are. So I said, hey, what would be a really funny response to this email? And I pasted it into my query. And this is what it wrote verbatim. Dear good people of Wyoming, and by association, you. We are sorry to hear that you are unhappy with the transfer of liabilities that Canada, and by association, we, enacted on you. We were under the impression that you would appreciate some extra warmth and coziness in your chilly and barren state. We did not realize that you would be so sensitive to a little bit of smoke and ash. After all, you're the ones who live next to a giant geyser that spews hot water and steam into the air every few hours. We regret to inform you that we cannot comply with your request to suck it. We have more important things to do than waste our precious electricity and resources on your petty complaints. Besides, we don't have enough vacuums to cover the entire border between our countries. Maybe you should try blowing it instead. We hope you find a way to cope with this temporary inconvenience and enjoy the natural beauty of our shared continent. We suggest you invest in some air purifiers, inhalers, and sunglasses, or better yet, come visit us in Canada and see how we deal with our problems with grace and humor. Sincerely, the good people of Canada, and by association, me. That's incredible. It, like, seriously. Yeah. So... I sent that to him, mm -hmm. but I, I felt that it was it would be totally unfair not to include a disclaimer at the bottom saying, I wrote none of that. Bing Chat AI wrote that whole thing. 30 seconds is all it took for me to get a phone call from this guy. Yeah. And he's like, what? Mm. He says, you're kidding. And I'm like, no. I wish I was. Mm. And he goes, oh my God. He goes, that's hilarious. I said, I know. I said, I can't believe it. I can't, it, it's, I can't believe it. Especially considering how long it took to give me that answer. Right. Like it was like five seconds. Yep. And boop, 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 there it was. Yeah, and I was wild. just like, wow. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it did it. Yeah, it did really it. Neat. So like, yeah, I am beyond impressed, uh, as is Don, my colleague down there in uh, Casper, Wyoming. It's like, holy Jesus, he, he could not believe that. Episode 32. 32. Of TalkBots. No longer will we be robot racists and adding the robot sound effect to the intro. It's very woke of you. It's good.
An old dog can learn new tricks, bro. See? My birthday was this week. Great. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) What else would you like me to ask about your birthday? Uh, nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, done any reading? Don't do... What? Have you done any reading? Yeah. I'm not afraid of books like you are, apparently. (laughs) Would you care to share the details of what you have managed to ingest in the last two weeks? Memoirs of Acacia. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. How is that? Wonderful. Mostly. How do you pick your books? Just, like... You know, do you use that website that supposedly will randomly suggest books for you? No way. Nope. Okay. So, like... Pick them like a pick my nose. All right. Easy peasy. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just... A lot of them are... A lot of choices are just because they're books that... Not just that everybody has read them, but have read them and found them to be uh, good, well-written, or interesting, that holds up beyond their times on the New York right. sellers, right. New York uh, bestseller list. But I'm curious to know what the train of thought was that made that particular title pop into your head as, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to read next. Like, do you have a running list of books you'd like to read? Someday? I do, but this was not on it. Okay. No, this is just... I don't know, Japanese hooker. It seems like something to read. Sure. Why not? Yeah, it was just... Yeah, just Japan and geishas and... Yeah, I actually read that... It wasn't this last two weeks. It was actually the two weeks before. I had read it just before The Rape of Nanking that I talked about last yep. time. I read Memoirs of the Geisha first. Mm-hmm. And then I read The Horribleness of Those People. So, but anyway, yeah, I picked it. Yeah. And this... This week I read Fellowship of the Ring for the first time. Hmm. And I've started Two Towers, so... Yeah. That's a difficult book to read. It's a really tough book to read. I was quite surprised. Like, people say that it's tough to read, but, uh... Yeah, all the names are just super made up and weird, and there's lots of boring parts in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, had you ever, had you seen the movies? Yes, unfortunately, I have. Right, which is shitty. I wish I hadn't. Mm-hmm. But at that time, when the movies came out, I had no interest in reading the book, the books. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would. So I gladly saw them. And I take it the books, the book, has a lot of subtle elements and whatnot. That they didn't manage to fit into the movie story? Or is it pretty close? I only saw the movies once. Yeah. And I saw them in the theater the weekend they came out. Mm-hmm. So that's a long time ago. But, yeah, of course there's pieces that are missing. But as I've heard from Lord of the Rings fanatics... Um, Peter Jackson did a great job 
at uh, sh telling the story mm -hmm. on film. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's it's very well done. And there's not a lot missing. Speaking of movies based on books, have you seen the latest version of the movie Dune? No. You haven't, eh? No. Have you read the books? Not books, plural. I've read the first one. Okay. Well, I audio-booked the first one. Oh. I don't remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Because I was walking to work and... Uh, listening to it. Listening to it. Oh, neat. Yeah, which was cool, but I know that I missed a lot. Or I read the wrong one. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think so. Had you seen the original movie? With Kyle MacLachlan? No. Yeah. No, yeah. I had not. Don't. No. Oh, no, I have no... There, it's way too cheesy. I mean, okay, it's okay. But it doesn't... I, I don't believe it follows uh, the spirit or the tone right. of the story. But you're sort of a dune nerd, though, are you? No, not at all. I thought you were. Not at all. No. I thought when we talked about it when the movie came out, you were kind of a weirdo about it. Oh, I, oh the, the, the newest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I was a weirdo about it because uh, I thought you it were seemed because of the book. Uh, much more put together. Gotcha. Than mm. what you know, what came out uh, decades uh, before. Right. Obviously, my memory has failed me because I was sure it's because you were uh, really ramped on the book. No, mm. no, I've never read the book. Yeah. I've never read the book, uh, and I figured that my my um, the the book story is probably ruined for me at now having seen two versions of. Or two versions of the first part of the story. The second part of the story is coming out soon. Right. If I remember you saying is that the second part of the story is like the second half of the first novel. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've always, ever since doing all this reading, I've been really against seeing the movies of the books that I've read. Mm-hmm. And reading Lord of the Rings has really reiterated that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really disappointing. Mm -hmm. Because there's such conflict in my head about creating the story and the mm -hmm. characters. Because mm -hmm. I'll get, like, these glimpses of my own imagination creating a character. Oh, but in then, conflict with what you remember from the movie. But then I'll remember, right. like, Viggo Mortensen. And I'm like, fuck right. off. Right. I don't want, like... You don't want that Strider doesn't look like that to yeah. me. Yeah. But then he fucking does. Right. Yeah. 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 So. It's like trying to build your own imaginative character of what's being described in the book. And then this character actor bolts into the, into the middle of the scene going, I'll play this guy for you. Like, get, right. the, get out of here. Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> except that character actor did an incredibly good job. Oh, sure. Right? So that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah. Is that it's, it's not hard like to shake it. sucked. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. it's hard to shake it. A lot of the settings, like I don't remember because I saw the movie so long ago, and there's a lot of different settings, so I don't see a lot of it from the movie. I make up a lot of that, which is nice. Mm-hmm. 
So it's mostly just the characters. Like Legolas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, looks like what's his tits. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Gimli looks like. Because I read The Hobbit last year and it was phenomenal. It was so good. And that's when I had decided I was going to read Lord of the Rings. I didn't know when, but I was like, no, I'll read it. I'll read it. And it's so different. Uh, the Hobbit was written for a younger audience. That's for damn sure. Mm -hmm. And this one is just really complex language. And you can see him working through his trauma of being in World War One in this book. Like, it's weird. It's sad. It's kind of scary. Hmm. Like, when you start adding, like, real aspects to the storytelling, mm -hmm. you're like, mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, and you're still walking. Oh, still walking. <laughs> still walking. <laughs> yeah. Just sit like that. But I have a version of... of the version that I'm reading was... Uh, has been re-edited because I guess the copy that came out his publisher changed a bunch of words in it and after it went out uh, he found out and was very upset hmm. like uh, spelling changed some words changed phrases changed not significant but like the publisher thought like they like well this doesn't make sense it kind of right, seems like right. you fucked it up right and changed it, but mm. there was no intention for it to change. Right. And also, it's intended as a single novel, not three. Hmm. So the one that I've got is the ed apparently the edit that he liked the most or wanted. Mm -hmm. And it is written just, it's one ebook, but all three with a break in between Interesting. the books, but it just goes. Yeah, it's, it's a long ass book. I bet. Fifteen hundred pages or something. I've just, yeah. I've just. But yeah, so it's an experience. So when I asked you what are we gonna talk about this time around? Yeah. How did you put it again? I forget. It was like Time to start thinking about Friday and I said the smoke and other shit that didn't happen when we were kids. Right. Besides right. the smoke, do you have a lot of examples? And I said the snow. Homeless. <laughs> the gays. Yeah, the gays. And it was so weird that you suggested that topic, like I mentioned to you, because mm -hmm. I've got a blog, uh, and I contribute to it, uh, or I post to it every Friday or Saturday, if I don't have time on the Friday. And um, I write a lot of my posts ahead of time so that I've got some kind of like banked and ready to, to publish uh, so that I'm not scrambling to try to find something day of. And one article that I had been working on and have been contributing to over the last week to two weeks was how things are different or how things were different when I was growing up compared to what it's like now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the changes were so gradual uh, for the most part that when you think about what it was like back then, you're just like, holy shit, how the hell did we get away with doing that? Like, you know, things have changed so much. And anybody who's born into this century 
would have really no idea, you know, aside from what they might hear from their parents or see on period television or movies. But even that doesn't really say too much about what it was like in that era, aside from what people dressed like and what cars looked like, you know. But, um, yeah, so I, I thought it was kind of, uh, uh, as you put it, uh, some cosmic alignment there mm -hmm. in, in uh, you coming up with that idea. Mm -hmm. Because, man, I've got a shitload of stuff. But, um, yeah, the, the weather... F uh, well, before we begin, yeah, can, yeah, I, yeah. Can, we, can I ask you about it? Or do you just want people to go read the article? Uh, I was prepared to speak about it all during this podcast. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. So you did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not yeah, right. I'm not... Yeah, I see what you did there, you fucking asshole. Yes, I was not going to just save it for the pot, for the blog and say, well, if you want to, you know, get my thoughts on it, then uh, read the blog. That's good. Yeah, I've got the whole list of stuff that I had written for the blog in front of me. All right. Well, yeah. then you carry the show because I think I have three. So. Right. Yeah. Well, so. and yours are kind of in it. Are they? Well, except for maybe the gays. They're, they're mentioned in passing. Jesus Christ, they're everywhere now. No, but I mean from back oh, then. Sorry. From back then. My bad. But in case I don't speak to that, bring it up. Because it's actually quite... What, what are we just talking about right now? Okay. So back, you have some I don't know segue. what it was like when you were growing up, but when I was growing up, there we knew what gay people were, but we didn't actually know any because homosexuality was such a taboo back then that anybody who was pretty much kept it to themselves mm -hmm. like it would be it would have been tough to be gay back in the 70s because you'd have to like like they you know you couldn't be as open about it as you could now right so yeah like, if you, I never knew anybody that was gay, but there had to be some. Well, there's just as many. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. Yeah, with me, it progressed from knowing none to by the time I finished high school. Oh, they yeah. were starting. But that also was influenced by the circle of friends that I hung around mm -hmm. with. Like a bunch of punk rock kids with right. a bunch of real left-leaners. Right. So that they were like... All the over the place. Left leaners who love yeah. leaners. <laughs> yeah, so... But growing up in um, elementary school... Well, elementary school, you're too fucking young anyway. Yeah. Like, you just, you just have no real right. concept of what right. the fuck that means. Right. But um, junior high, yeah, we, I definitely didn't know any. And it was... You didn't want to be gay, that's for sure. No. Everybody who did anything you wrong... You didn't want to be different, period. Well, that's for sure, but that was a pretty big one. Mm -hmm. You did anything wrong and you were a fag instantly. Mm -hmm. And you didn't want to be that. But we didn't really know what that meant. Like, you just have this... Like, you... we I knew what a gay person was back then, but I had no real idea what... A gay person was. No. 
right? No. But it, but to be fair, I didn't really know what a straight person was either. No. Like, I hadn't had sex. I didn't know what the fuck was going right. on. Right. But because it was taboo and it was crapped on, there was a perverse idea of what homosexuality was. But it certainly wasn't definitely not like what it was today, for sure. Well, see, I couldn't even... Back then, I probably couldn't even tell you or even identify with what homosexuality was, whether we're talking guys or girls, because the, the only thing that I actually was aware of with regards to homosexuality was that if somebody didn't like you or you stood out too much as too different, mm-hmm. they called you a fag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Or a queer. It didn't necessarily mean that they insinuated that you were gay. They just knew that that was the ultimate insult. So, I think, yeah, no, fair enough. I think they did insinuate that you were gay, but also had no idea what the fuck it was. Yeah. But I were, think it was more the label than totally anything. You were totally gay. Yeah. Right. Fag. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, there was. But nobody really knew what the hell they were talking about. No. Most people couldn't even visualize what that was about, really. Or they didn't. They got really upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, didn't... Even knowing all the people, like, remembering the personalities and the, and the styles and the, uh, the way my classmates acted mm-hmm. in high school, no one stood out as, oh, I bet you they're gay. Right. Like, with a legitimate thought of them being... Yeah. Innocent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Me so, if there were any among us, and there had to be, man, they did a really good job of... So sad. ...covering up their, you know, mm-hmm. identifiable... Id- identifiably gay attributes or characteristics. Or maybe we were just so milk toast in my town that there were none. <laughs> I don't know. I really do. Yeah, and there absolutely were. There would have had to be. Yeah. I think I remember in high school starting to wonder if somebody was, and it was still, still made you giggle. Mm hmm. It was like, oh, you're gay. Right. Right? And it wasn't until I went to a, an alternative high school where I actually went to school with a dude who was. Openly, right. I guess he was openly bisexual. I think he was, right. And that was an interesting experience because he he liked me mm-hmm. in a romantic fashion. Oh yeah. And it was, it was he was weird, mostly because he was he was a creep, <laughs> but he was a total creep. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, it was weird to watch that progression, and and to now, you see kids now, and they're just. Even kids in junior high are just so open about it. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, there's a junior high school beside my daughter's preschool. And they come out at lunchtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not uncommon to see two dudes holding hands or right. two girls holding hands. Right. And it just blows my mind. Right. I think it's so great. But Oh, yeah. It's like, just... Whoa, yeah. that's different. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not what it was like. No, no. Exactly. You were ostracized. Exactly. 
But I mean, I used to remember seeing girls holding hands in high school, but that's just because they were like really good friends. Right. And they just liked to hang out. But, yeah. for all I know, they were really good maybe friends. they were really good friends. And they were just acting interested in guys just to fit in. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, uh, when I started thinking back to mm -hmm. what life was like in the 70s for me, what, what, was, the, what was the decade that, that you would have been like going through high school? 90s. The 90s. Oh, boy. Yeah. What a fucking decade to be going through high school. That was great. Because that was a really, like, accelerated change decade. Yes. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. Music was nuts. Technology was nuts. Uh-huh. Culture was nuts. Yeah. The internet was here. Mm -hmm. Sort of. Yeah, she was starting anyway. Yeah, really yeah. started. Yeah. yeah, it was. Wow. It was wild. Um, phones, I have very, I have very um, fond memories of just how ridiculous of a phone situation was in the seventies, because all phones were corded phones. Yes. All phones were corded phones. Mm-hmm. And you could only find phones in buildings or booths by the side of the road. They were all tied to the system by a wire. So you could only take the phone so far away from its normal resting place. And uh, because people didn't like to be forced to have their phone conversation, especially kids, but especially kids, uh, right next to where the phone was situated. In the kitchen. In the kitchen, mounted on the wall or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, all of a sudden, you had these fifty-foot-long handset cords, so that people could take the handset with mm -hmm. them around mm -hmm. the corner into the next room or whatever, and carry on the conversation, hoping that nobody else was listening in. Yeah, that was that was nuts. That was nuts. I, I miss landlines for that. Like, there's something so. It's such an old man statement, but there's just something missing to the magic of telephony. Yeah. Right? Like having an old-ass rotary phone, and you had to work to make your fucking oh, phone call. Oh, yeah. And you fuck that thing up, and oh, well, that's another 45 minutes till you get it right. And I mean, this, right? is, going, this is going way uh, past the 70s, but not necessarily depending on where you lived. Because if you still lived in a rural place... This was true even in the 70s. At least we had the luxury of being able to dial right. directly to someone else's phone. <laughs> because out in the countryside, they were still using party lines. Yeah. Where you would pick up the phone and listen first to see if anybody was still using it. Yeah. Because you shared the same line with like five or ten other households. Which was insane because that's how everybody knew what the hell everybody else was doing. Because they'd pick up the phone and listen to what was going on on the phone line. Yep. So that was crazy. My aunt had that. I remember it. Is that right? Eh? And that was the 80s. See, I never encountered yeah. it, but I always heard stories about it. For Once I joined the military and was introduced to people who lived out in the middle of nowhere, who lived in, in uh, or came from a rural environment. I was like, party line what the hell is that mm -hmm. um 
But what was really interesting about the fact that phones were tied to a specific place and that they all had to be attached by wire, there was no portability at all in the telephone system, was the, it seems almost magical fact that back then, if your kids left the house, unless they were going to somewhere else whose number you knew, you had no clue where your kids were or what they were up to until they got back. Yep. You know, today, I think parents would lose their freaking minds. If they well, yeah, if all of a no sudden that shit disappeared. Yeah, yeah. All the, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like you ask would. any parent at any moment of any day today and say, Where, where's your kid right now? They'd be like, oh, well, they're... I think they're there, but no, let me it, check their yeah, let me tag. Just, yeah, let me just call them or let me just text them and I'll tell yeah. you where they are. Yep. Nope. There was none of that back then. Nope. There was none God, of that. God, I wish back we then. had that. Um, another thing, uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, regarding food here, which I think, because there, there's been some, some significant changes that I just have totally forgotten about. Milk might have been delivered right to your house mm-hmm. back then. Uh, sometimes bread too. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes even pop and chips, depending on fucking RC shows up. Yep, what companies uh, existed in your neck of the woods? RC and Hostess chips. You, yeah. Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> if you wanted a coffee outside of work or a restaurant, you had to make it at home, and your only two options were a percolator, which is basically looked like a tall ass kettle with a basket on the top for the the grounds which took a long while to brew, or instant coffee, which still at least required you to boil water. <laughs> Didn't 7-Eleven have them? Didn't 7-Eleven have coffee? Back then? I wouldn't know because we didn't have 7-Elevens in Quebec. Oh, yeah, right. But the you convenience stores... No, we had uh, Perrette and uh, Provisoire. And neither of them had sold coffee? No. Not back then. Interesting. The only thing they sold were things you forgot to get at the grocery store, and now they're closed. Oh, so now you're okay. stuck with our fucking bread. So they, were, so they were convenience, but they, they were, were literally real convenience. convenience. You're yeah. Right. yeah, okay. There was no hot food. There was no hot drinks. It was, it was a, a dairy case full of milk and cream and sure. juice. and. So it was a market. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a convenience store. It was a last-minute market. market. Yep. Right. Hmm. Yep. I seem to yeah. always remember. Maybe not though. Like it, it's hard to, it's hard to remember if, from my childhood, if there were coffees at Seven Eleven or Max. Maybe by the nineties there might have been. Definitely by the nineties, but yeah. I'm thinking like eighties. All right. Nineties there definitely was. Definitely was. It occurred to me porn magazines were on a rack right in the middle of the store. Right. And for the longest time, they weren't even sealed. Oh, no. God, no. So kids would come in and start thumbing through magazines before deciding which one they're going to... Yeah. And the store owners would be like, you're not old enough to read that. Put that down. So you pick up the Mad Magazine instead. Yeah. The produce section of the grocery store had whatever was in season... And there was nowhere near the range of items we have today. So, like, you want blueberries? Well, June. That's it. 
There's your blueberries. Maybe July. And then they're gone. Apples, wait till the fall. And then you had them for a few months, and then they were gone. Not like today. Nope. If you wanted vegetables as a side for supper, you probably got it out of a can. I remember eating yep. green beans and wax beans out of a can. There were no fresh green beans in the produce section of the grocery store. Not even in season. I couldn't, I, I don't remember any. I mean, sure, they had potatoes and onions and turnips and radishes and stuff like that, but beans? No, not fresh. Hmm. Not fresh. There was no such thing as packages of pre-sliced or shredded vegetables, lettuce, or nope. any salad makings. Nope. There was absolutely no gluten-free anything, and the word vegan had no meaning back then. Oh, yeah, gluten-free wasn't a thing. No, it was definitely not a thing. Oh, the same thing with, uh, uh, there was no such thing as, well, there might have been lactose intolerant people, but they suffered through it if they were lactose intolerant. When was lactate invented? The 80s, maybe? Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. What I found actually quite interesting about that is that, um, we are all, in fact, naturally lactose intolerant. It's one of the reasons why Europeans don't buy milk and take it home as a beverage. Because humans are lactose intolerant by nature. If you stop drinking. Yes. Um, you will, yeah. Yeah. Um, you will still create the enzyme as long as you uh, consume Continue it. consuming But if you stop, milk. your body will turn... Yeah. Stop making it right, right. away. Yeah. Because that's our default adult yeah, we don't need situation. A diet simply meant you were consuming less food. There was no such thing as keto, paleo, Atkins, none of that shit. A diet meant no. you were just eating less. When was... I wonder when Weight Watchers started. Um, definitely wasn't around in the 70s. I think that was a 90s thing. I think that came around in the 90s. Or maybe I would say the late 80s. 80s. I think 80s. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I feel around the 80s. Around about the time that Thighbuster and all that kind of stuff. Thighmaster? Thighmaster came fucking around. With, fucking <laughs> Joanne Summers. Uh, this blew me away. Hmm. Because, of course, I would have had no idea because this wasn't part of my world yet. Women had only just secured the right to open a bank account without their husband's signature in the past decade. This became the first time a woman could get a credit card in their own name instead of their husband or their father in the 70s. Where you lived. Period. Period. It seems difficult to believe yeah, that it was it that late, but it was true. The criminal code had just been amended to legalize the distribution of information on methods of contraception and their prescription, as well as sexual acts between consenting members of the same sex. Prior to the 70s, distribution of information on either of those two topics mm -hmm. was against the law. Mm -hmm. Blow my mind. 
Women earned 57 cents to every dollar earned by a man in the early 70s, even though a law proclaiming equal pay for equal work the decade prior had been passed. Paternal authority was abolished in the 70s, eliminating a husband having more legal rights with regard to judicial matters concerning their kids. But women could not serve in combat roles nor be pilots in the military in the 70s. I remember that. Mm -hmm. It was just starting to become a thing after I got in. Just under half of children had moms who stayed home all day as housewives. My mom was one of those moms. As was mine. Yep. The Canadian Psychiatric Association removed homosexuality from its list of mental disorders. <laughs> Maternity benefits were finally standardized and made part of UI. That's what it was called back then. They called it unemployment insurance. I remember that. Gas had lead in it. Paint too. That blows my mind. There's still gas that has lead in it. Yeah, in some parts of the world. Yeah, in yeah. lots of places in uh -huh. the world. You could buy a single family home for under $20,000. Sometimes way under. Mm -hmm. That's bizarre. Very few people locked their doors. Yep. I remember that too. For the most part, and I already mentioned this, parents had no idea where their kids were. <laughs> and they rarely had any concern about their safety either. If you wanted to listen to music, you played a record at home and maybe put an 8-track cassette in your car stereo. Otherwise, mobile audio was restricted to radio only. FM radio had only been around a decade. And very few kids actually liked their parents' music in the 70s. Unlike today, where it's like, oh, wow, you guys like listen to Led Zeppelin when you're growing up? They're cool. <laughs> we never went around going, oh, wow, yeah, you listened to Kingston Trio when you were growing up? Yeah, man. They suck. Yeah, the Righteous <laughs> Brothers are amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even if you lived in a big city, you had at most six TV channels to choose from. If you didn't live close to the American border, you had much less than that because there were only two Canadian networks at the time. The TV got its signal from an antenna and mast on the roof. And sometimes you needed a motor control to point the thing more toward the direction of the transmitting station you were trying to receive. In the days before cable TV, that changed fucking everything. It sure did. If you wanted to get information about something, you had to rely on a set of encyclopedias. Not everybody had them because they were expensive. So expensive. And the information contained within them was only as current as when they were printed. Your next best option was your local library. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, oh yeah, the closest thing there was to single-serve frozen dishes was the TV dinner in a compartmentalized aluminum tray, sealed with aluminum foil that you baked in the oven. There were no microwave ovens. Those people that had them called them radar ranges, and they were exorbitantly expensive. Mm. They were like several grand a piece. Mm. McDonald's had no chicken items on the menu at all, and the Big Mac was like under 75 cents. In the 70s. The um, 
McNuggets never appeared on the menu till the early 80s. There were a lot of different kinds of bubble gum. Yeah. And they weren't sold in small pieces either. They were sold in big fucking fat sticks of flavored gum that you broke off into pieces. Or if you were really one of those weird kids, you just stuffed the whole fucking thing in your mouth. And you have big a lot of fucking yourself. rubber going around the inside Man. of your mouth. Strongest jaws oh, ever. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there were no diet soft drinks. Playgrounds were filled with things that could seriously harm you. Swings with wooden slat seats that you could stand on. Yep. Merry-go-rounds that spun fast enough to launch you away many feet. All made of steel. All made of steel, yeah. Slides that were long and high off and the ground. And hot. And hot. Oh, my God. Yep. And monkey bars that were way too high off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Way too fucking high. <laughs> Suntan lotion? It wasn't even called sunscreen back then. Had an SPF 2 rating. You basically put it on you to take the edge off, as they described it. But it did fuck all. It did nothing. No. Probably did far more harm. Boxer shorts weren't common. No. Most suitcases didn't have wheels. No. Most people had at least a flower garden. If not more, like a vegetable garden. Okay. Like almost every house had a fucking garden in the front or whatever. The majority of cars on the road were made in North America. Cars were huge. A car width of 77 huge. inches and a length of 210 inches wasn't uncommon. Jesus. Compared to, let's say, like a Honda Fit, which is 161 inches long. Pickup trucks were not as common. Only on farms. Yep. And there was no such thing as an SUV. Vans were no. huge in the 70s. And single and guys um, liked to customize the paint job, but especially the interior, turning them into psychedelic party sex pads. The walls and floor would often be covered in huge, thick shag carpeting with maybe a disco ball hanging off the ceiling. <laughs> Car mechanicals were simple enough that most people could do their own minor repairs. Yep. Every car had a cigarette lighter and many ashtrays. Yep. There was no such thing as a sunroof in a car. Very few people wore seat belts, and most cars only had a lap belt in the front seat. Only sporty cars had individual seats in the front. Most of the time, it was one big, long bench seat. If kids were in the car, they basically sat wherever they liked, however they liked, unbelted, and it wasn't uncommon to find them sprawled in the back of the station wagon. People rode in the back of pickup trucks like it was nothing. A lot of people smoked. There were still cigarettes with A no lot of filter. people? Everybody fucking smoked, Yeah, dude. pretty much. It was pretty ludicrous. Yeah. There were still cigarettes with no filters on the end. Cigarette packages had cool designs with no glaring warnings at all on them. Your parents smoked in the car while you... You could smoke Everywhere. On Everywhere. a plane, on a train, in the workplace, at your desk, walking the halls, anywhere. Cocktail lounges and bars were thick with smoke. Yep. Cooks often had a smoke dangling out of their mouth while they were preparing food. Every desk and most tables had an ashtray. The ashtray could even be on its own pedestal stand 
next to your chair in the living room. That's right. It was a piece of furniture, for fuck's sakes. We had one. The shorts that men wore were very short, tight, and revealed a lot of thigh and would have looked Ooh, very strange today. Actually not. The fucking people wear those clothes now, again. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude. I'm used to seeing guys in, like, fucking surf, like, board shorts. Yes, those exist, but also... They're going so back to the, the shorties, the, eh? The, Holy yeah, shit. it's big in, like, California and shit like that. Oh, really? Yeah, we can see. keep my eye out for well, that. When yeah, I go keep, keep your eye out for fellas wearing short shorts, Carl. Gay! Yeah. And I'm going to go up to them <laughs> and say, oh, so, uh... Ooh! <laughs> short, tight shorts are back, eh, boys? Gentlemen. <laughs> Gay! Yay! Um, jean jackets were a common item. Fuck yeah, they were. Bell-bottom jeans, too. Disgusting. Some young women like to show their feminist side by not wearing a bra. That was a sort of a declarative thing in the 70s. Don't Condoms existed, but... Made of sheepskin. Uh, not many people used them. There was a lot of unprotected oh. sex going on in the 70s. There was no such thing as metal or plastic recycling. Same with paper and cardboard. You didn't have to visit the dump as often as we do today. Because if you had something to throw and it was smaller than a love seat, you pretty much just put it out with the rest of your garbage and it got compacted in the truck with the rest of the stuff. Garbage men were nicer. Oh, much. <laughs> Mercurochrome. Remember oh, yeah, dude. Every the time he fell down. of merbromin was an antiseptic containing mercury used to treat minor wounds and cuts. It stung like a bitch. It stained your skin red, which was actually, like, contrary to what you'd want. Because if you were starting to get an infection, you'd never fucking know. Because your, your goddamn skin was already red. They finally got rid of that shit. There were no ice makers in fridges. You had to fill a metal ice cube tray with water and freeze them. And because they were metal, you couldn't, like, twist them to release the ice. They came with these stupid-ass metal divider things with a big giant handle. Oh, yeah, right. And when you right. pulled I on them, that. it would dislodge Shards. the ice so strongly that it would just all fly out of the tray and go everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, with little shards of ice sticking into your eye. I remember I don't remember the metal ones, but I remember the bullshit with with that and then and then soon after the Yeah, they crackable. finally made plastic ones that yeah. you could twist and dislodge the ice that way. Outdoor rinks outnumbered indoor rinks. Well, well I suppose technically they yeah. still do. Most airports didn't have security screening. Yeah, man. I could take my bottle of water on the airplane. Yep. Handicapped people were still being sterilized so that they wouldn't have kids. Seriously. I, yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah, man. I remember. The Human Rights Act became a thing finally in the 70s. The Canadian Labor Code was amended to eliminate pregnancy as a basis for being laid off or dismissed oh, from your man. job. In the 70s. Yeah. A dollar bought a movie ticket and snacks with money left over. Sometimes you want to see a movie in your car at a drive-in. You hung a speaker on your window. 
and everybody parked facing the screen. The thing that blew me away was most of the store brands that existed back then don't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. On the grocery side of things, Steinberg's, Dominion, A&P, gone. Department stores, Zeller's, Kmart, Simpsons, Eaton's, Woolworth, Towers, Ogilvy's, gone. Wilco. Wilco. Yep. Did you say Sears? I did. Uh, actually, no, I didn't say Sears. Uh, but Sears is gone. But yeah, Sears it, is gone, it, it, but it is Zellers gone is not. Yeah. Zellers is back. The thing about Sears, though, I think the reason I didn't put Sears on the list is because Sears, depending on where you lived, wasn't in Canada yet. It was Simpsons instead, and then it became Simpson Sears. Yep. And then it became Sears. Yeah. And then it was gone. And then it was gone. Yeah. Now they're gone. Newspapers were subscribed to by a lot of people, and kids made a decent wage from delivering them every day. Yep. The newspaper was thick on Saturdays, with a built-in comic section and loads of flyers with coupons. If you wanted something professionally printed on paper, you typed it by hand using a typewriter. There were no fonts, just whatever typeset was installed on the typewriter. And it was usually something akin to Times New Roman. If you needed copies of a document or copies of signatures or a filled out form, you put carbon paper between multiple sheets of paper and you had to press really hard with the pen to make it go all the way through. Yep. The only way to take pictures was with a standalone film camera with interchangeable lenses. They made compact film cameras, but they took shitty pictures. Your flash was on a cube? Oh, yeah. Your webcam could take a better picture than these compact cameras did. You paid for everything with cash or you wrote a check? Well, you could use credit. You could, but in the 70s, the only people who had credit cards were wealthy people mm -hmm. and businessmen. The average Joe did not have a credit card. Right. Stores, you could try to pay for something at a store with a check. But if they didn't know you, they might just say, uh, nope, cash only. Um, Bouncing checks. Yeah. That's why you had to sign the back of the credit card, because yeah, man. you had to sign the slip. And the merchant needed to compare your signature that you just wrote to what you had already on the back of your card. And then, last but not least, the, the weather thing. I don't remember any violent weather growing up. Like, the area that I grew up in did not have tornadoes, did not have microbursts, did not have violent thunderstorms, did not have ice storms. But when I left, all that shit started to really? appear. Mm and continues to get worse. So anybody that says climate change isn't real, man, it has to be, because there's some fucking wild-ass shit yeah. I never experienced growing up. Yeah, for me it was... There seemed to be more snow, more consistent amount yeah. of snow Yeah, I keep us. hearing that too. Uh, there wasn't smoke. No. No smoke from fires. 
If it, if there was, it must have been an anomaly, not a regular thing. I think so. Yeah. Well, when you're young, I was thinking about that after we chose this topic. Mm -hmm. It made me think about all the things my daughter doesn't remember. Right. How much do I not remember? Well, all of it. Maybe there was fucking smoke all the time. And you Maybe. just fucking... You're a kid, you don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Because I was just, like, I was watching her this week with all of the smoke. She could care fucking less. Right. I'm going outside and my face is on fire. I was, right. like, fucking falling out of the thing in, on Mars from Total Recall. <laughs> That's how I fucking I felt. I noticed that myself, too, yeah. Yeah. I could feel... The heat building up in my skin. Ugh, it's gross, man. From having to smell it all the time. Yeah. But fucking kid didn't care. No. So, which means she won't remember it. Right. Is my guess. So Unless it gets worse. But, yeah. And it's destined to get worse. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and that's why there are a lot of, I've, I've heard a lot of people, especially comedians, who when they are discussing people who long for the olden days. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because things were so much better back then. Yep. You know, the comedian's retort is typically, really? Really? Better. Really? Yeah, none of this, none of that, no fucking Starbucks, no internet, no this, none of that, none of this, couldn't do what you want, blah, blah, blah. Way more violent crime. Yeah, yeah, fucking, you know. Just insane. Yeah. More poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You wanted it. You want to go back then because if you were a white male, you wanted to go back then. Well, t totally. Things were way better back yeah. then for us white yeah. folks. Yeah. They're great for us now, but they were better back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight white dudes had it for sure. Yeah. Mm. The, the only thing mm. that I miss from a cultural perspective and and stop me if if I have in fact mentioned this before but um we all kind of knew what each other's situation was back you then. hadn't mentioned this yes so there was there there as a result tended to be a little bit more empathy toward your fellow human being because you were much more aware of what you know what the hell was going on and who needed a helping hand, unlike today. Well, it's because it's easier to disassociate, disassociate today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you just drive home, drive right into your garage, and then walk the rest of the way into your house. And then just sit on your phone or your right. computer. Yeah. Yeah. Totally oblivious to what's even going on next door. I've really enjoyed the last couple of days because I've connected with my neighbor and... Both neighbors. Mm -hmm. I had a nice chat with both of the neighbors yesterday. One of them was for like two hours and the other one for, you know, ten minutes. Nice. And I was just like, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, this is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's lots of things that I'm sad that my daughter won't experience just because I derived a lot of joy or created core memories out of. Mm-hmm. But it's... She's not going to miss out because she doesn't know they exist and she'll have her fucking own. So. Yeah. Right? Like, she'll have her own crazy experiences yep. that are 
So when she talks to her kids, they're like, but I you, I remember when we had to fucking yeah. go online and find music. But you really <laughs> touched, you really touched on a key point though too, and that is one of the reasons why it's so easy to reminisce and feel good about memories of what it was like when you were less than a contributing adult member of society mm -hmm. is because you weren't a contributing member of society. Yeah, man. You had a free hall easier. pass, man. Everything and it was, was like, everything easy. goes. Yeah. Yeah, man. No worries, no bills, no debts, no elections, no nothing. And your responsibility was to be home when she called. Yeah. You better be in the house when the streetlights come on. All right. Or are you... Or within earshot. Or, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Right, yeah. And otherwise, that was it. That was it. And, it. and it's the same thing for kids today. Like, I remember, you know, trying to talk to my granddaughter about life, the universe, and everything. Forgetting that their reality was, why are you talking to me about money? How much do you think this costs? Uh, this much, but... Who cares? <laughs> right? Mm. So it's it's the same thing. So like when you were saying and how she's not going to remember. She's probably not going to remember the, the times when it was smokier than usual. No, she's not. She's just going to remember playtime, friends, mm. the cool things I did with my parents, the cool stuff they got me. Yep. The time we went and saw this. Yep. All the different kinds of ice cream that I love. Because now there's so many more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? Her fucking favorite. Oh, my God. Her favorite ice cream, Shark Bite. What the fuck is what that? What is that? Yeah, she I know. loves it. All we had back then was like vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, and all three mixed together. Yeah. Maybe you want, if you were lucky. You want like chocolate on top or butterscotch to yeah. change it up a bit? Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. boy. I don't know. Yeah. You want chocolate sauce on your ice cream? Hey, there is no such thing, dude. Sprinkles. That's right, sprinkles. What are you, gay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sprinkles. Can I get some sprinkles on my ice cream? How about no? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. little taste of how far we've come between the 70s and now. Um, and uh, looking forward to getting started on the next book. The, the first one, I hadn't quite finished the last time we spoke, and um, it, it, it concluded in, in a very nice way. Bit unexpected. Perfect. But uh, set the stage perfectly for uh, the next uh, story. Yep. So, yeah. There be, you go. It'll be cool. Interested in uh, a summarization of what the gist of the story was? No. Okay. Because I think I want to read it. All right. I think, oh, what's it called again? Oh, shit. Revelation Space. That's what it was. Right. By Alastair Reynolds. I'm going to put it on my list. Cool. Yeah. I'm ready to wrap. Sounds good. Let me out of here. Uh, no. There's going to be a gap to our next episode. Right. I know. Because of... Uh... All right. Brag about it some more. Okay. Yep. Why will there be a gap, Carl? You know why. Yeah, I do. I just wanted them to be aware. They that don't care. Be a gap. 
They don't care. Okay. I'm looking forward to having a break I from bet. this horse shit. <laughs> Fine. You should just, like, have an episode without me. Like, have a, a guest co-host. Do you know how many subscribers I have to my other podcast? Thousands. <laughs> this just gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. I call this my pity cast. <laughs> and scene. <laughs>